Hey everybody, today I want to talk a little more about this idea of the high priest. How does one become a high priest? Is he voted in uh, by a group of other men? Is he voted in by members of the entire congregation? Uh, well, the Hebrew writer tells us how one becomes a high priest and gives us a little more information about Jesus as our high priest in this section we're going to look at today. So let's look at Hebrews chapter 5, verses 1 through 11. And here's how it reads. For every high priest taken from among men is appointed for men in things pertaining to God, that he may offer both gifts and sacrifices for sins. He can have compassion on those who are ignorant and going astray, since he himself is also subject to weakness. Because of this, he is required as for the people, so also for himself to offer sacrifices for sins. No man takes this honor to himself, but he who is called by God just as Aaron was. <clears throat> so also Christ did not glorify himself, to become high priest. But it was he, God, who said to him, you are my son. Today I have begotten you. As he also says in another place, you are a priest forever, according to the order of Melchizedek, who in the days of his flesh, when he had offered up prayers and supplications with vehement cries and tears to him who was able to save him from death and was heard because of his godly fear, Though he was a son, yet he learned obedience by the things which he suffered. And having been perfected, he became the author of eternal salvation to all who obey him, called by God as high priest, according to the order of Melchizedek, of whom we have much to say and hard to explain, since you have become dull of hearing." Well, let's start by looking at verse 1 and notice what the job of a high priest is. The job of a high priest is to make sacrifices for mankind and things pertaining to God. Now, he's to make those sacrifices to things pertaining to God, not just for us, but also for him self. He is to have compassion on those who are going astray. Why? Because he also is uh, capable of going astray. And so the text says that his job is to offer gifts and sacrifices. Okay. Now the question I asked at the very beginning was this, <clears throat> how does one become a high priest? Verse 4 gives us the answer. They are not self-appointed. They are not appointed by other men. They are not appointed by a congregation. But a high priest is appointed by God, called by God, just as Aaron was. And even Jesus did not become a high priest on his own. He did not become a high priest to say, oh, look at me, I'm a high priest, which is part of a problem today that we have is that people want these titles to be something special. 
But he was called by God just as Aaron was called by God. He said, today in verse 5, you are my son. Today I have begotten you. Now, two factors make Christ's appointment, make his priesthood unique and his ordination greater. First, the text says he is a high priest forever. No Old Testament priest ministered forever because each priest died, and when they died, they relinquished the office to the successor. The Hebrew writer says at least six times in the book of Hebrews that Christ is a high priest forever. The second factor is a little more difficult. The second factor that makes Christ unique is that he belongs to the order of Melchizedek. He does not belong to the natural order. It's a different order. Most came through Aaron, but Melchizedek did not come through Aaron. And so it makes Jesus unique in that he came through a different priesthood. And also Melchizedek was a king and a priest. Now, he was a king and a priest during the time of Abraham. Now, I know that sounds confusing, but we'll see more about Melchizedek later on in the book. But it's interesting that God says here in the word in verse number seven, it it says that Christ had to learn obedience. And so I want us to see two things. In this text, we've seen Christ pray. And in this text, we've seen Christ be obedient. If Christ had to pray, and if Christ was obedient, what does that say about you and me? That we should be praying people and that we should be obedient people. Now, Melchizedek is difficult to understand if we just look at it from a surface reading because so many things don't line up with what our thinking is, okay? As far as the Old Testament says, Melchizedek never dies, but obviously sometime down the road, Melchizedek did die. It's just not recorded. The other thing I want us to think about is that even the Hebrew writer says, this Melchizedek about whom there's much to say and much to explain He says, the problem isn't that. The problem is that people don't really want to listen. That's still the problem today, isn't it? That when it comes to God's word, folks, do do they really want to listen and be obedient to God's word? That's what we need to concentrate on as God's children. We need to be obedient We can't be his children and be disobedient. We can't be his children and not talk to him in prayer. His own son felt those things were necessary, and you and I should think they're necessary as well. Thanks for being here. We'll see you next time.